0: You're listening to Honey and Hustle, a video podcast that inspires the dreamers, creators, and hustlers to make a business from their passions. I'm Angela Hollowell, and I'm a visual storyteller based in Durham, North Carolina. I sit down with creative entrepreneurs, nonprofit founders, and small business owners as they share their stories, the lessons they've learned throughout their careers, and how they've worked to make a positive impact. Hey everyone, we are filming season three of the Honey and Hustle podcast live at the Durham Bottling Co. right in downtown Durham. We're about to get into a great conversation, but before we do that, I'd really appreciate it if you take a moment to share this episode with someone who you think might get some value from it. Feel free to tag me on the podcast on social media, and I'll be sure to put those links on the video and in the description below. If you're listening to the show, please consider leaving us a review on Podchaser. Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. It helps others find the show and lets me know how I'm doing at this video podcast thing. If you'd like to support the show, be sure to check out our affiliate links, shop our merch, and subscribe to the Honeypot newsletter and this YouTube channel, all at the links in the description. Without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, um, And Alex and Bethany, who, uh, if you've been binge-watching this show, first of all, thank you. Um, but they're also um, incredible musicians and artists, and as well as also a musician and artist um, living here in Raleigh currently, mm-hmm. originally from Argentina. Um, and so I do kind of, I don't want to tell your whole story. I feel like that's why you're here. Um, I do kind of want to... I would love to see you drive. <laughs> no, 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 no. 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 <laughs> but mm-hmm. I do kind of just want to, like... For people who maybe just want a soft introduction to like who you are and how you came to be a Zul, both as a person and as a self-titled music artist, I would love to just kind of share what that has been like going from being from Argentina to being
1: in Charlotte to being here in Raleigh now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you, Angela, for having me. Um, uh, yes, I'm originally from Argentina. I uh, was born in what's called like the southern cone of Argentina, so Patagonia region. Um, in this uh, a city called Bariloche, and I lived there till I was about three, four. Um, moved to the States, um, mostly like Virginia, North Carolina, and on the southern east coast, all that. And uh, went to middle school through high school. Uh, in this teeny tiny little town in western North Carolina called Statesville, North Carolina Iredell County um, I mean it was fun but I I feel like as, as hard as I tried I was never like going to work there you know mm-hmm. like I was, I, I was like I want to make friends, I want to make connections but like I ultimately feel I'm not going to work here so I would escape to Charlotte all the time with my family, I grew up singing and dancing and playing a shit ton of sports. Oh, I'm allowed to cuss. Yeah, you're perfect. Okay, <laughs> I forgot. I meant to ask that at the top. Um, uh, yeah, so I would escape to Charlotte all the time, so I have, like, a huge, like, community in Charlotte, North Carolina, and then I went to school at UNC, Chapel Hill, for international studies and in journalism. And then I thought I was going to, like, go into, like, the journalism startup world, and I was going to, like, you know be awesome, whatever. And, uh, I didn't get a single job that I applied for. And, uh, this was in 2014 and I was like, fuck it, fuck it. I'm going, I'm leaving the country. And so I decided to go be an au pair in France. Mm. And that experience, I had been kind of like nailing it into my head that I had to be a young professional, like I had to be someone doing something in the corporate world or like a job that people would quote unquote understand. Mm -hmm. Um, But then while in France, like I wasn't in school anymore. I mean, I was taking like community college classes over there um, because I was there on a student visa and I was. Um, living with the family and taking care of the kids and all that stuff. But at nighttime, I was like, <clears throat> Batman. Mm. I was like, during the day, I'm Bruce Wayne, go to school. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, take care of the kids, be like a glorified chauffeur, like, you know, just be in my wacky, dorky self. And then at night, after I finished cooking the the meal and eating a little bit with the family, I would catch my two buses and a tram into the center part of the town that I was in, which is called Grenoble. Um, And that's when I would, like, be in the underground art scene. I was... uh, I I think I hit almost every single target. Uh, Like, I was, you know, friends with all the hip-hop folks, so, like, R&B, definitely with, like, the gypsy jazz, and, like, um, you know, just the indie jammy kind of rock folks as well. And, like, mm-hmm. um, by the end of it, I did have, like, a band. It was called the Blue Summer Band because mm-hmm. we met in the summer. And <laughs> and uh, my name means blue in Spanish. And uh, we did a show, but it was, like, that year was the first time I, I gave myself permission mm-hmm. to be a 100% creative and, like, not pretend that I really, really, really wanted to be had this like very conventional job. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it shifted my focus a little bit. I started writing more in a serious way and I started like opening up my heart and my mind to people that wanted to collaborate with me in a very healthy way versus like a competitive way that I knew from before. Um, Um, and, you know, I got validation in a way that like, oh, these people don't know me and they think that I'm mm-hmm. good, um, which as confident as I might come across, I still seek validation from, you know, my, my peers in the music,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in the music world. Um, so... Yeah, I and then when I came back from that, I you know I was you know pretty you know changed by that, and mm-hmm. I came in. I said, okay, my goal is I'm going to work jobs that will feed and invest my music, which I feel like is a lot of what creatives start to do. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, this service industry job, this sales job, this like whatever job, whatever, whatever, whatever will feed into Here. my music, and it let me. It takes so much like. Mental, physical, emotional stamina to get through that. Do you know anything about that? I don't think so. No, like I I feel like this. I'm just like speaking to someone who could have no idea what I'm talking. I got to
0: work on Monday. I don't don't really know.
1: I work in a boring office cubicle. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Weird. (laughs) It's just crazy. So like, (laughs) I mean, that that is what it is. Like that pipeline of like, I have this dream. I have this will. I have this need to do this thing, and then. Okay, but I still got to pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because like other people aren't going to do that for me. No, uh, I got school debt. Uh, you know, you know, whatever life happens, and um, so I did. I just did that. I did that for maybe like four years, and then I started to kind of use the skills that I'd gotten in some of these random jobs and started to apply them to things that were in the more creative field. So I work with, um, a company called drum team collective and it started up by my, my buddy, Mike McKee and it's, um, rock and roll team building. So I would use like my personality and my sales skills to like, and I still do this, but like outreach Mm -hmm. and finding gigs and like helping facilitate. And I was, you know, ecstatic to do that alongside, Um, I uh, was no longer in a duo Mm -hmm. with uh, my writing partner Lauren Pedo and and, uh, we kind of like broke up in 2018 but still friends Mm -hmm. Um, and I started doing everything on my own Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah that was when I decided just to be I had a couple iterations of, like, I am Azul, but with a Z at the end. Mm -hmm. Or I am AZLZ. Or I I was just trying to figure... For, like, 2018, I was figuring out, like, what I wanted to do. Until finally, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to be Azul. Mm -hmm. And, like, older people want me to be Azul Zapata. But Azul Zapata, like, I don't... No one calls me that. Like, I am... That is my government name, like... Yeah. people have a connotation with like sapata and like they're like does that mean shoe? like I don't want to be talking about that for the rest of my life or the rest of my career yeah. so I'm like no my name is not blue Shoe. I'm gonna look directly into camera <laughs> <laughs> my name's not blue shoe. Yeah. It's not Yeah. Um, it is blue but it's not shoe. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to just drop it so I became just azul and mm-hmm. like all caps like azul mm-hmm. um, because I was I was like, I, I can stand by this. Yeah. And I was writing stuff, and I was creating a band. Uh, and uh, yeah, four years. What year is it? It is yeah.
0: 2022. Yeah. yeah. So four years later. I still forget. It doesn't feel... It's still a
1: new year. I wrote 2020 on something the other day. <laughs> <laughs> because, and Erica was had to be like, um, you need to scratch that out. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... My bad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. <laughs> yeah. we're just existing in this.
1: Point. Yeah. So is. that is that is uh, the quick and dirty, like synopsis of the last eight years of my life. So what was that
0: transition like from being in a writing duo to where you had somebody to bounce ideas off of to being a solo songwriter and performer? So, Quote unquote solo performer. You still perform with a band and different yeah. versions of a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all uniquely me.
1: Yeah. Um, different because I. Like on a music standpoint, it was a an incredible experience to play music, and like it was a genre that I, you know, didn't know a whole lot about. It was more like um, indie synth pop rock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Think like um, um, uh, radio uh, Radiohead with uh, a little bit Florence and the Machines. Okay, like with a little bit of um, what's that, What the local band? They live in Chapel Hill, Carborough, Everybody loves them. Sylvanessa. So yes. yes. They're Durham. Durham. Durham, yes. Durham, Durham, Yes, Sylvanessa. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, those kind of vibes. And as much as I love to listen to that music, I've never, like, pushed myself to make that kind of music. And then with my writing partner, um, she's an incredible musician, arranger. Like, ideas coming out of her head all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's so natural. Um, and so I would use my, my voice. So like I did all the vocal melodies, I wrote all the lyrics Mm -hmm. and we would work back and forth. And that was extremely, um, gratifying and fruitful. And we put out an album. Um, but I learned a lot about what, how to promote yourself, how not to promote yourself, like all of the ins and outs and organizations of, of things. And I learned, um, how I want things to be run like as a musician and then I finally again it's like another thing where like I gave myself permission I was like I don't actually need anybody to do and make the music that I that I want to make right um and that's like a big thing yeah um so after you know fluorescence that was the band's name um we you know went our separate ways Lauren went out to do like a hell of a career with like she's still doing amazing stuff um and uh and I was doing it on my own I built my own band around me mostly with friends and like uh that original band does not exist anymore but like elements of it still exist um it exists some some of the arrangements um but now I have like I really do feel like I have the team around me Mm -hmm. of people who um want to work with me actively and listen well and like um, all of those, those fun things. So it's like I got to finally step into the role of band leader mm-hmm. and not, you know, person to the side or, you know, one of many or whatever. Like right. being the band leader, being the main front person. Um, yeah, that's been very... It's hard as fuck. Yeah. And you have to manage so many things. But yeah, yeah, that's I the know. difference. You touched on some two things that
0: I really want to dive deeper into. And one of them... Um, just off the last thing that you said was like how you kind of stepped into that role and now, and you were able to step into that more fully because you have a team of people around you, mm-hmm. right? And we've yeah. seen in the public space a lot of female or women um, presenting musicians and artists have really, really, really struggled with building a team of people that allowed them to produce and create and, and perform and. Promote in a way that feels right to them and feels good to them, Absolutely. and feels natural and safe. Magna mm-hmm. um, Stallion, Arnold yeah. Linux, Chica complains about it all the time. I mean, I'm just, not allowed to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we're not allowed. <laughs> we're not, we're not, Alabama, <laughs> I can talk about Chica. But I'm not going to do that because she's not on the show. Um, But you know, Chica's watching this and she wants to come on the show. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. I won't be in the area. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about it. I feel
1: like we'll either fight or love each other. Yeah.
0: Most likely fight. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, just, I mean, a lot of people have talked about, you know, how it took a couple iterations to get to to where they are, Cash Doll even mm-hmm. out of, uh, I think she's out of Detroit, so a lot of women have had to go through many iterations of a team, many iterations of what their live performance looks like, what their promotion oh, yeah. stuff looks like, what type of avenues they go through to promote, like mm-hmm. even now, you know, you're on a podcast, but Ari Lennox recently had issues with being on a podcast and trying to reach that new audience in Africa and stuff like that, so it's kind of like, okay, like, there's a lot of avenues you can take to find your people, find your audience, find, you know, your lovers and your fans. Um, and there's a lot of ways that can that can really just burn you out and really, oh like, God, not someone. present you in the way that you want or present you and your music in the way that you want. Yeah. Um, so what are some things that you learned in promoting yourself early on that you kind of have taken into this new EP that you released and wanted to self-promote?
1: Um, yeah, so I am a big... Uh, believer that if it doesn't feel right it won't work like uh mm-hmm. and also I will um, I mean 100% will choose and prefer to wear, work with uh female presenting artists folks people um queer folks people uh and POC folks people before I consider other people mm-hmm. um and so all of my like, uh, all of my photos, my art, everything has all been touched, um, by, uh, by basically only either queer folks, all the people that I mentioned before, I don't know, <laughs> 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 so, so many things, but like, it has only been that. And I'm very vocal about it. Like you did magic mm-hmm. and you did, um, sleeps mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you, we've done other projects and fit th- and different things together. You're wearing my shirt right now. So like, <laughs> <laughs> buy this shirt. Buy yeah, this shirt. it's very cute. Um, and, uh, and that, and, and all of my other stuff has been, you know, local, local POC, non-binary, whatever, everything mm-hmm. under that umbrella. Um, because it is so important to me that that's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like I've, I've even in my my other musical entities, I'm typically the only like I've I've I hit a lot of things in the Venn diagram like queer, immigrant, um, female, uh, you know, a couple other things. But I don't have to go into that, <laughs> um, but like I fit fit a lot of Venn diagrams, and then sometimes I go into another music space that's not the one that I create, mm-hmm. and it is. I am the only person that represents any of those things Mm -hmm. and I'm just surrounded by straight white men or I'm surrounded by just straight men in general and it I love my bubble so much Mm -hmm. and I want to continue to build and create the community around me Mm -hmm. and I've definitely learned that I've also learned that you know, sometimes as much as you want to work with someone and they are part of your community, doesn't mean that they're the best fit. Mm. Um, and sometimes you have to like go with God, go with grace, like, um, and and that's okay too, yeah. Because um, everyone's on their own. Yeah. You know, I hate to say on their own journey, but (laughs) everyone is on their own journey (laughs) like they are. (laughs) So you can't push it. You can't force it. Um, And then uh, giving people the space to be loyal and active to you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm I tend to be one of those people that like I I don't ever want to ask too much of someone. So I will back off. Um, Or I'll be like, oh, but if you don't want to do it, like, you don't have to do it. Like, blah, 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 blah. What in the women is this? I mean, if you want to. If If you you have time. if you want to. Like, if you have time. But, like, I would really appreciate it. And I've shifted that to being like, hey... I need this. Do you have the bandwidth to do this? Mm-hmm. If not, no problem. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. No No biggie. Yeah. I am not beholden to anybody and nobody is beholden to me. Mm-hmm. We don't, I don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owes me anything. Any type of like creative business contract that I come into with someone, it's because we both want to be there. Exactly. And that is the most important thing that I've learned in the, like, the last four years. Mm-hmm. Because... Like, it is so hard to make sustainable, creative choices when you can't trust the people
0: around you. Right. Because like, you don't know who's going to be there to see it through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things in terms of creating and having a career, they're not like, oh, we're going to do this one thing, and it's going to pop
1: off tomorrow, and then no, it's going it yeah. to... It's, it's a day-in, day-out hustle, brain energy power, and sometimes you just get fucking tired, and you need someone on your side to be like... Hey, like I recognize the work that you're doing and I can help you pick up the slack a little better, like whatever. Yeah. And that's necessary. I feel like you do that for me sometimes, and I do that for you sometimes. Yeah. We're just like, it's okay. Yeah. It's
0: okay. And so gets my ass together. <laughs> She'll be like, girl, girl, don't you uh uh-uh. <laughs> not
1: do.
0: today. I do. We, we are not be.
1: stressy and depressy today, <laughs> no ma'am. I'm, or or I'll be like, if you need to be you be it. Yeah. You need to be, you do what you need to do, and then on that third day we ride. <laughs> oh my goodness. I would oh say God. deep cut quote from Beyonce if anybody knows that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but like, so going back to just uh, the music industry as a whole, I feel like is one of the preeminent, most prominent artistic creator careers that people know the most about how that business works Mm -hmm. and they don't know about how that business works because things go well they know about it because artists talk about I signed a 360 deal or I Mm -hmm. signed a bad deal or I had Mm -hmm. unfortunately an abusive manager or Mm -hmm. you know a manipulative manager Mm -hmm. or I had um, just not the right people around me so I was was talented I was creative but I wasn't managing my money well I wasn't managing my time Mm -hmm. well I wasn't Um, finding the balance between like being an artist and like being a person so like having that space where you can just like be who you are without cameras watching without people watching and you know be who you are like in front of people when people are watching and when you just go out and navigate regular life Um, and what I think why I think people are like oh when you say like oh I want to be a music artist I want to be any type of creator you know people are like oh well you know only a certain percent of people actually make it you know, there hasn't really been a talk about, like, there are people who are, like, middle-class citizens who are music artists. And mm-hmm. that's, like, that's a career. That's yeah. so valid. that Just because yeah. you're not, like, a Kendrick Lamar or, you know, an Adele doesn't mean that you're not making money. doesn't mean that you're not having fun and finding yep. fulfillment yeah. and having a life that you want, doing the things that you want to do. And I think that's what has been missing, what I love seeing coming into the conversation now as we call it like the creator economy and what that Mm -hmm. actually looks like so there's Mm -hmm. people that that are there's not these two ends of the spectrum where you're either starving or you're a millionaire but there's like there's a lot of space in the middle for you to have a good life and and create what you want on your own terms with a lot of autonomy with a lot of freedom and with a lot of fun and fun that isn't just like I'm doing this because I have to and there's no other way, but I'm doing this because I am good at it and I'm doing it because I enjoy it and I'm doing it because it allows me to have the life that I want with the people that I love. Mm -hmm. And so for you right now, still being fairly early into being you, being Azul and really Mm -hmm. pursuing that career and um, putting a team around you and a band around you that can help you deliver different experiences and and a different um, musical style that is unique to you in this space. Like, what is that... That been like what do you see that looking like going forward for you and for other artists because like I don't know I feel like I'm rambling on in this question I love
1: it this but- is like <laughs> we're actually recording the conversations that we have like outside and I'm like yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. But I but just need like- some like cheese or something i like oh, yes,
0: uh-huh. um, but like Lil well, Nas X he is he did like an Apple Music interview with uh, Zayn Lowe, who I love you guys should watch it I'll link it in the description if you guys want to check that out love Zane Lowe and how he interviews artists after they put out an album and so this this is what I feel like I'm doing now that you put out an EP like yeah. I'm like so <laughs> let's, let's get little, into it so like tell me about you know, know. You know. <laughs> um, but one thing that Lil Nas said in that because you know he's, he's openly gay he's one mm-hmm. he as a black man like premier eminent like openly gay people yeah artists out right now internationally not just in america no no all over the place yeah and you know he was asking him well like what do you you know think it means that you are you know this this gay man and you're so big and you're so vocal and you're so out and, and out there in the space and he was like well you know i think i was really appreciated sure that he clarified like gay people have always been creating great i mean come on we have whole cultures of vogue and and drag and, and oh,
1: beyond that what know. do you think like like
0: He's toxic, but like
1: Oliver Wilde. But like the Greeks, the Romans, like all of that culture is based off of the fact that there was no uh, heteronormativity in the space because when you create restrictions, you ostracize and you force people to be in their own little communities, and that's where the the culture comes from. These like communities, and then it starts to permeate out. Mm -hmm. Like we've existed. Far before for 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 ages and ages and ages, but Lil Nas X is a hundred percent right. When you force people into corners, they're going to create yeah. diamonds, yeah, and like they're going to create these things, and then it becomes yeah part of everything.
0: Yeah, and I think he even touched on who someone else who I feel like doesn't get a lot of credit, which is Santana. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Frida, mm-hmm. people like that oh, who have, I Big mean, Frida. oh man, I feel so bad for her. But like, you know, people who are like culture that's creators that's right. and like her work has right. been exploited yeah. and they've been kind of erased. From we would not have Lizzo without Big Frida. Frida. Exactly, thousand percent. Thousand no. percent, yeah. You know, people like that who have been in—I uh, mean—have their own little cult following, if you will, yeah. but that are excluded from the popular space. A lot of people didn't know who Big Freedia was until yeah. Beyoncé used her voice mm-hmm. and didn't include her on the video. Until Drake used her voice and didn't include her on the video, but included like every other woman. You could whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: this, <laughs> this, this <laughs> is going to slowly become to be like, well, this happened <laughs> and this
0: happened. Yeah. Yeah. but it's just like you. know But it—it it, it, it is such an erasure of queer people in the popular space, and I'm glad that Lil Nas X was like, no, like we. Always been here. Yeah, I am not the first, and I really hope that I am not the last. And I'm working towards absolutely. not being absolutely. the last. And so, what do you feel like as someone who is kind of coming up in a space where now, I, and JoJo Siwa is also a really big pop star who is, you know, Gen Z. Y'all got a winner, yeah. I guess. And so, <laughs> you, know, okay. you know, like, but She's people so who are cute. coming up who are just like, yo, like, yeah, I don't really care what you say.
1: You yeah, know what I'm saying. I mean, I, I think uh, Olivia Rodrigo is the same way. Like. Um, when when you and i were younger and like someone was singing like a young girl singing like angsty songs would have never been taken seriously in the same way and now we're like know this she has her aesthetic she has her voice you can you know be like oh she's not in charge no she's fucking not (laughs) um so like there's so many things but i think for me personally yes i'm coming up but the door behind me is always open yes like the door in front of me there may be a couple that i have to smash through or like whatever and like beat up the bouncer but the door behind me is always open like there's um a girl that i met when i was working at uh a garden center her name is uh And uh, she, you know, uh, she's also a, a great guitarist and vocalist and all this stuff. And she's Mexican. And um, you know, she asked me to look at a contract that she got, and I looked at it and I was like, ah, no, no, I'm so sorry. Mm-mm. I wish that I could tell you this is the dream deal, mm-hmm. but it's it is not. Mm-hmm. Let's go for something better. And like I, we still need to have more conversations of like, as a musician in the space, as an artist, as a, as a creator. It's not that you have to know what your ultimate end goal is because nobody knows what that is, but you have to know at least, like, a couple core tenets of what you want. Mm. And, like, do you want to make music? Do you want to be a studio rat? Do you want to be in that creative zone all that time? Cool. Let's find the money to make sure that that experience is the best.
0: Mm
1: Um, For me, I have to perform. Like, I haven't performed since December 10th, and I feel like a um, shell of a human Mm -hmm. because I live on the stage and for context real quick this is february 12th that we're filming this oh, yeah. two months. This, two is, months. this is this yeah. is a that's a very long time for me to go without being on a stage or performing or interacting or like singing and like you know that it's it's a very long time for me um most people will be like oh yeah she so took a little you know holiday break like everybody else takes a break and i'm like no <laughs> it's not the same <laughs> um, but anyways so uh I, one of my core tenants is, like, I need to be able to perform mm-hmm. once a month at least. Right. Um, I need to be able to, you know, uh, create or have, like, my alone time and, like, you know, hit... I'm not a, like, hit-the-studio-constantly type of person. Right. Um, but, like, once every three months, once every six months, you know, working on something, having something that I can refer to, yeah. um, that kind of stuff. And then also, the one of the things that I want to do is continue creating like, connecting and growing the community of people around me, Mm -hmm. Um, which is, you know, working with you, working with Waking April, working with, like, any of the hundreds of thousands of people that are in North Carolina or, like, in the Triangle area. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I feel like I am... uh, you know, don't quote me on this, but, like, I I don't know if I'm the type of person that will ever move to New York, Nashville, um, you know, Miami, L.A. I'm shaking my head like I'm you. I'm not making, I'm not making the decision, but continue. <laughs> I don't feel like that's the kind of person that I would ever want to live in those places. I could do, like, a couple months to do work, to do those types of things, but I would prefer to build a rich and be part of the rich community that is here. Mm-hmm. And... Because if we, all of our, if, if we're just having like these, you know, brain dumps from, you know, everyone's leaving, you don't get, you don't get to keep what's here. Yeah. Um, so I guess part of my tenants is like, I want to be on stage. I want to be, um, you know, creating, have like a little bit of a product for me to continue working on mm-hmm. and then growing the people around me. Yeah. Um, because like you said, middle of like m- m- the, the, um, not mid-sized economy. What am I trying middle to class? say? My, the middle-class musician has to be a diverse player, mm-hmm. um, has to be able to do, you know, all these different kinds of things. Um, and that is fulfilling to me to be able to be part of a community that I care about and cares about me. Yeah.
0: So to give this some more context too, so at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, Troy Sivan, mm-hmm. um, he was living in LA know. and um, he was like, Yo, like, forget this. I'm isolated. I don't have access to my community. I'm going back to freaking Australia. And that's what he did. Yep. And he released um, Take Yourself Home. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, wouldn't be uh, a gay anthem if you didn't have, like, a little booty dancing yeah. little hmm. piece at the end. Okay. Very nice song.
1: Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't danced one alone in my apartment. But- <laughs> um, maybe.
0: <laughs> but no, like, such a good song. Um, <laughs> such a, I, I think in his own way, he's, like also like kind of I I don't know how to say this, but like not maybe the opposite of Lil Nas X, but definitely personality wise opposite of Lil Nas X. Because he's like, you know, this very soft spoken, very like minimalist so I mean guy. I think the
1: best way to compare them is that what they wore to the Met Gala they went <laughs> at the same time <laughs> yeah. so, like, X had three like how many had outfits? three outfits and like was just over the top like would we, fill the entire room the entire and then meanwhile Troye Sivan I think was doing like um, like the 90s kind of like grunge like yeah. mesh like don't look at me but you can't look away kind yeah. of things like very like quiet mystique like Like that,
0: okay if they're at a party Luna's X is the one that's like lit and vip and getting carried out after the met gala and then choice of is like the guy that's in the corner that's just kind of like being cute sipping his drink like hoping somebody will notice his good vibes and come talk to him yeah so that's a good like yeah. they're both Who controls <laughs> the oxford <laughs> none of them <that. laughs> <laughs> they're just like just play whatever you know yeah, like whatever fine. um i don't know another little <laughs> side note of choice of i thought it was really cute that him and uh, ariana grande they made like a music video together oh i haven't seen it
1: I did got get on. it. on it. Well, okay, Angela, you will always be <laughs> ahead
0: of me. You
1: will always be ahead of me on the culture because I will go, like, weeks without looking at anything new mm. because I just get into these, like, little bubbles of all I want to look at and listen to is things from, like, the 1950s through the 1975-ish, mm-hmm. and I will be like, this is gold, this is what, like, that's <laughs> ruminating in my brain that's all the funny. time. And then I'll peek out, and Angela's like... Four albums have come out. <laughs> Look at this music video. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, "Yes, but have you listened to the Carpenters?" <laughs> like, <laughs> but there's room for all of it. There's room for all of it. I, I do think, like, how even the fact that you're wearing the shirt that I made this in the last six months, and I'm wearing a vintage jumpsuit. <laughs> listen, <tell> you? <laughs> listen, listen. That's is how it is. That's I don't so know. Funny. I just love
0: the different ways that mu- music artists open people up to their process and open people up to who they are, not just through their lyrics and their music, but really in all these different avenues like NPR Tiny Desk and Mm So Far Sounds Mm -hmm. and um, other like niche experiences. There's another one I'm forgetting that I feel like I went to and I really enjoyed. But it was like a kind of So Far Sounds S where it's like really exclusive, Mm -hmm. invite-only type deal. Um, And then just, you know, it was radio back in the day. It was radio for so long. Mm -hmm. Radio for so long. So you really had to, like you were saying you know, bring the essence of who you are on the track or on the stage. That was it. Um, You know, there was no TV for a long time. And even when TV and music videos became a thing, it was not like really adopted really quickly. You know what I'm saying? And not adopted by the artists themselves. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like it. They're like, I want the music to speak for itself and people to interpret it the way they want to. Mm -hmm. But now we're seeing... You have to have everything. You have to have the whole package. You cannot have a good album and then be like dry on stage people will roast the shit out of you. You will not last. You will not last.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the microphone caught that. (laughs) It's
0: okay. No repeats. If you know, you know. Either you caught it or you didn't. But, you know, you cannot have or, like, be really good recording and then sound not as great live. Like, you
1: can't have one or the other. Um, I, I would say that people, when they hear my recorded tracks and then they see me live, they're like, there is a little bit of a discrepancy, mostly because of budget. Pay <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, artists, support local artists. Uh, budget-wise, of like I, uh, I focus more on like having something clean, something like very commercially acceptable, like to be played wherever. Um, mm-hmm. Meaning that I did not have the budget to have live instruments mm-hmm. on the tracks all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only a couple instances of it, um, but. And then when people see me live, they're like, wow, this is way more, like, in-depth, mm-hmm. dynamic, like, it's more, like, in-your-face. I was like, yes. But I think that's, that's more acceptable now. I don't think it's
0: acceptable if it's the reverse.
1: Yes. If you it's the reverse, it's like, oh, yeah. what did I sign up for?
0: Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah. man, I'm jamming out my room, but then I paid X amount of dollars to see you
1: live, and I just wasn't
0: really feeling it. Yeah, you
1: know? I would hate that. If anyone were to ever say, like, you don't sound like you're a track, and I don't like it. That would be very hurtful to me. (laughs) Um, It's more be like, wow, I love listening to your music and I jam out with it in the car. And then when I see you on stage, it's like a it's like whole other experience. But I think that's the beauty of the stage now. And talking about budget, people, I am
0: excited to see and excited to hear your perspective on what live shows will look like because there's a lot of concerts coming up. I think I've mentioned I've sent you like five, yeah, for being real, yeah, Jasmine Sullivan, yeah, for coming. Saint I don't and know. Broken Bones. I don't know where we're going, but we're coming. Tank and the Bengas oh. Silvanesso so doing a specialty two-day live set with Little Brother,
1: North Carolina's little brother. Like, come on, we have yeah, not it. been paid to do these promotions. <laughs> we, <have laughs> we have not at all. it's just that like we're both like itching to go listen to music yeah. and just like yeah, take like oh, I mean when you. Okay, sorry. Ask your question before I like go. Okay, details.
0: so I'm trying to, I guess, like frame it up and give it context. So again, like you were saying, you haven't performed in a long time. Like April even revealed on their episode that, and during our talk that, you know, they prepared so long for the live show to take their live shows to the next level. Mm-hmm. Pandemic happens, no live show. Oh yeah. And so they're itching to get back on the stage oh, and yeah. re- really make it all that it can be, and not just like a house show or so far sound, but really like. Build it out and make yeah. it an experience that artists want to make. Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested to see like how you feel like artist packaging is going to look like and continue to evolve and grow um, as we head out of or head back into touring season again. Now yeah. that it's relatively safer to, to do that.
1: Um. Well, the way that I look at it is that it's not just the you know we keep we keep going back to. Um, the mid-sized what, what is that word that I'm middle talking class about? middle class musician yeah. um, we I keep going back to that because it's like the middle class musician uh, touring and going out and playing shows and selling merch is how you make money mm-hmm. and so that is gone. And at the same time, the big artists also couldn't go out and do their touring. Mm-hmm. And the up-and-comers also. So we're the, the market for people who want to go out and perform is saturated. Mm-hmm. So the competition for getting those venues, for getting those opening slots, for getting like a good time or we're like, blah, 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 is very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think that will either push people to be more or hopefully be smart. Mm. So I hope, mostly because I don't have the budget or the time or the energy to be more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or expect more from my people, Yeah. Um, I want to be smart. So, mm-hmm. like, me personally planning a tour, I would say, hey, I'm going to tour with another band and we're a package deal. Yeah. So I ensure that my community is going out yeah. together. Um, or um, going to places that... Uh, I have connections with and like and like saying like this is this is like creating situations at each one of those spaces and making it more have more of a reason to go than just listen to music blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. I would want to call on like local drag queens um yeah. you know comedians like so like let's make this show something right not just because I feel like we haven't been able to perform in such a long time that we can make it whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Um, So there's... That's how I want to approach it, but it's going to be difficult to stand out. Like, on a Friday night, who are you going to go listen to? Right. On a Thursday night, who are you going to go listen to? Um, Are all the middle-class musicians going to be relegated to the Sunday through Wednesday? Mm. Like, it's hard to get people to go out. We're still in a pandemic. Like, the pandemic's not over. Mm -mm. So... Will we be relegated to that? I've seen a lot of people pick up residencies where like maybe the first one is not well booked and then like the regulars start coming out. Like that's a smart way of doing stuff. And um, those residency just got canceled, did you see? Girl, did I see I was crying <laughs> on a live. <laughs> and it wasn't just, it was like two weeks ago yeah, and it was depressing yes. and sad. And um I mean, but she's being honest and like I think her making that call. Gives permission to other artists to be and venues to be like, okay, we really do have to put safety first. Right. Like, at the end of the day, public safety is very important. Right. So if Adele's team gets gets keeps getting sick and she can't safely rehearse and put a show together, um, you know, most people can't yeah. like because the middle class musician or like the lower class middle class musician is working one to two other jobs. Right. So you can't get sick and still live. So there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, obstacles in the way of that. And when it comes to speaking of Adele, (laughs) have I told you about the thing that I want to do where I want to do like a North Carolina tour where I just do the Adele songs? Oh my God! <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? That's I think idea. that would be so much fun. I and I would have you know my band, mm-hmm. um, and then I think I'm gonna uh, pull in. He I haven't even asked him if he wants to do this <laughs> with the studio camera. Uh, a good buddy of mine in uh, Greensboro, you know who you are. Um, I think I know who it is. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he he could play piano, and we could do duets together on he like on a real like piano. We go to venues and have. You know a uh, you know studio grand or something like it's that. Giving the Lady Gaga dive bar tour, yes. I mean, no, <laughs> it's so satisfying. It is so satisfying when someone just gets it, <laughs> it's so rare. Yes, um, but with so, stuff like that. I, I yeah, just feel like I feel like nice there's device. that's that's what I'm talking about creating. Uh, different kinds of moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariah Carell, and this is a moment. <laughs> this is a nice cut moment. Um, it, it's I want to create more of an experience, more something that like, okay, yes, I'll sing a couple of my originals, but like, uh, people constantly tell me when I do any song ever, like, you sound like Adele. And I'm like, yes, because, not because I want to be Adele, but because Adele and I grew up listening to the same music. Yeah. That's 100% what it is.
0: Also, can we just talk about that for a second? Like, a wow. lot of rappers that I know, yeah. rapper producers, they hate being told who they sound like. Oh. How do you, how does that make you feel when
1: people are like... So, I'm flattered, first of all. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, flattered. Yeah. Obviously. Um... There I as as much as I as much as I like it because she's incredibly talented and we have some of the same influences, I want to be able to be known to I mean obviously you want to be known as for yourself, but I want people to like hear other things, not just the first thought. Right. Right? Like I want people to hear, um, you know, that I love Florence and the Machines or that I love Regina Specter or like obviously, and I love Beyonce, like or like that I love Alicia Keys, or like um, that I grew up listening to 60s, 70s rock from Argentina. Like I played, so there's a couple songs um, that I've been working with my band, and then I was like, you know what? I feel like we're not getting it. Let me play the inspiration to the song. And it was a song from um, uh, a band from Argentina, Argentina called Sui Geneti, and when I played them that song, it was like all of my bandmates were like, why? Like we get it now. Like yeah. we get it. We understand the yeah. sound, the ear that you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't mind being compared to her mm-hmm. because it's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but maybe not just the voice. Like yeah. her. And maybe not just like the, the choices that she makes, the styles that she does. Like you can you can compare me to all different kinds of things. But also yeah. pick, go listen a little bit deeper. I think maybe that's the thing. Yeah. Is that most artists they were like, "Okay, great, that is the first thought. great, awesome. Mm-hmm. Dig a little deeper. Tell me what else you hear yeah. um, I think one of my favorite interactions that I've had with um, a band that doesn't even exist anymore um, but they're called they were called the Guy Fox band. I met them in college mm-hmm. and Uh, I was just it was just a dive bar and I went in I listened to them and I was like oh this is so great I love this and then I go up and this girl talked to them first and she's like you guys sound like the police you know like sting and blah blah they're like yep yep and then I go up and I'm like hi do you like the Beach Boys Mm -hmm. do you like Brian Wilson and they're like yes yeah that is who we want and I'm like I thought so I thought so (laughs) cool all right bye (laughs) (laughs) like that's the moment that I want for people to be like I hear you yeah I know I know what you're trying to do. So like, yeah. yes it can be annoying, but also like I'm gonna play into it. Yeah. I'm gonna sell some tickets. Mm. I'm gonna be the poor man's adult for like a couple, <laughs> show, a couple show. You do not need to A go to Vegas or spend like thousands of dollars. Yeah. Um you can probably just come see me at your local bar that has a piano. <laughs> And uh, I will make you cry. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of which, a little caveat here. Um, Have you heard Alicia Key's new album? Because you just mentioned her. Uh, No. Okay. I remember it lives under a rock for a couple weeks and then will come up and then I'll be like, okay, Angela, what do I need to
0: listen to? I need to watch. (laughs) Somebody just pay me to make like music recommendations every week or something. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I would like, I would pay you. Like music content. And, like, and, like food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's all I need. I just need to eat. And then she also did um, an Apple Music interview, but not with Zane Lowe. I can't mm-hmm. remember his name. He's done a couple other really good interviews. He uh-huh. did one with, um, I want to say he did one with Wale. He w- did one with D-Smoke after he won that competition. Mm. He's a real, he's a, he's a good interviewer. Cool. He's a good interviewer. And that, and that oh my God. You want to talk about cinematography? It looks so good. It oh, is art. good? <laughs> it looks so good. They I did mean, in it in like, like this museum almost. Oh, I love, was it like a clean? So museum. it had like this digital piece behind her yeah. that was kind of like giving this like halation, really beautiful pop of color. What does halation mean? Halation means like Think of, like, when you watch something and it's kind of, like, dreamy, it's kind of soft, it's kind of misty a little bit. Okay. Um, and her skin was popping, it was glowing. I was like, she okay, She's still yes. on the no-makeup kick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, like, the bare skin type. Okay, bare skin. Color. And then um, I think there was, like, this fossil, it might have been in Chicago, but it was, like, this fossil, dinosaur fossil that was hanging up. Cool. Um, art exhibition. Oh, oh my God. Highly recommend. I'm just gonna link all this below (laughs) and you guys tell me like
1: where (laughs) what (laughs) I'll give you all (laughs) my like deep cut references of like sixties bands from Argentina and then uh, she'll link to something from this decade. (laughs) (laughs) But it was good.
0: It was good and I think she's also a really good example of someone who's been around for a long time, a terrible like songwriter, and who's done some different things and really Mm -hmm. adapted to the time. I feel like she's Probably the most underrated artist in terms of adapting mm. and being open to how they show up for people because she did. She's one of the only music artists I know that's done a Twitter spaces mm. to promote her album. She did a Twitter space. She did the Apple Music review um, interview, which very few um, artists who have been in the game for a long time even consent to doing anymore. Mm. Super vulnerable about that. Still shows up for interviews, even though that's controversial for women, and especially mm. women who are married to somebody like still... Uh, Oh, I forget his name. Starts with this. But anyways. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Alicia Keys is a really good reference in terms of just like being that person who's adapted. And she's always also been like super low-key. I'm sure she's a millionaire, but she's also no, been, no, like, she's, super low key. She's
1: she's she, I feel like she's reached the level of low-key where she, I mean she did used to do like the exorbitant like yeah. you know, gold on everything, long long hair, long ponytail. Like yeah. she did that yeah. and then she kind of like stepped back. Yeah because we've seen so many artists that can't survive that mm-hmm. that like that extreme high level of like yeah this visibility yeah. yeah because I'm trying to think of another artist that has been able to do that throughout the ages without any kind of break but like if you think about like Mariah Carey unfortunately disappeared for a while like J-Lo even disappeared for a while or like all of her you know outside of um, all of her personal life comes into the stuff. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, I feel, is the same. Yeah, um, I'm only naming women because that's what I care about. But maybe folks like um, like Melissa Etheridge. But like even then, she's not like. I mean, any of the. Um, I'm like going deep into like my Liz Fair brain. So um, good.
0: The, the point is, sometimes yeah. you need a freaking break, and sometimes you just need to reevaluate. Like, I feel like the pandemic brought out a lot of bigger artists who are like, "Yeah, I've done big things, but straight up, I don't need that to make good music. I don't need that to create experience for my fans. They got them freaking live. Mm-hmm. They freaking made some really awesome animation, music, animated music videos. They cool. were freaking just like in their house, like on the couch, no production, just their phone, somebody's phone, just like playing their heart out." I mean, like you know who we haven't talked about? Who? Taylor Swift. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if I want to talk about her right now.
1: But the thing is, is like, so I, I can go on record and say that, like, I didn't understand, like, I wasn't like an early Taylor Swift fan, mm-hmm. but when she released Reputation, I was like, yes. Mm. I understand you are finally showing what I thought was in there the whole time. Same thing with Miley Cyrus. Okay. Like, I was never, like, an early Hannah Montana, even party in the USA phase. Like I was. And then
0: I flipped a switch when she did the song with uh, Michael Made It. I was like, ah, I think I'm done now. Which one? She did a song, like, with uh, Michael Made It, I think it was 23 or something like
1: that. Um, she did a, it was a hip-hop song. Okay. Um, um, I... I appreciate when people are going to show the authentic, like, the glint behind the eye person that they are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've gotten that so much more from Taylor in the last two or three years than we did in, like, the whole beginning of her But let's career. talk about why, because she got fed up. Yeah, she got tired. Yeah. She got tired. She... But... So she was so insulated for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And so, like... I mean she got in because of her dad and like like the whole journey that she's had to take she was insulated which she was getting harmed within the bubble yes and protected from other things outside the bubble Mm -hmm. but yeah she did come out and she was more honest and she continues to be more honest and she's moved away from like the all girl versus girl drama and like all that shit and now I like her, and I respect her as a person. And she's made those revolutions. Like, she was a little co- country, like, pop star. And now she is, yeah. you know, changing the game with all of her re-releases and, and all that kind of stuff. That's that's yeah. super powerful. And taking back that ownership
0: of her, of her master. She's like, cool, you ain't going to give it to me? Screw it. I'll yeah. make some more. like, like you know? fuck so you.
1: And it's going to make more. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 That's a good note to end on. Make more money. Pay people. Don't treat people like crap to where they have pay- to yeah like come at you musically yeah. you know? but also
1: if you treat people like crap and they've got the fire in there they will f- kill you <laughs> like <laughs> like they will they will make be, you yeah. regret it like yeah and and you know she had the power and the privilege to do the things that she's been doing yeah she's um, like
0: one of the highest paid performers like her one of her tours is like one of the top 20 like highest paid yeah believe it like, like i think she made because like she paid. is a good performer yeah yeah. She puts she's, on a really big show. She's
1: the one that can 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 back it up with the with the show and the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I'm talking about Taylor Swift like this. I'm <laughs> like this is the part of like that I I, I really have learned to like admire her journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and her trajectory now. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope that it continues and it continues to be authentic. Yeah. Um you know what who we haven't talked about that I wish was like stronger is Lauren Hill. I feel what, like we can't talk about that. What do we say? Like, how do you, like, release
0: one album and then just kind of, like...
1: No, she had our MTV unplugged that was also very good. A mess, but a good. <laughs> did you did you buy one of her tickets and then she didn't show up to the concert? No, that I funny? did not. <laughs>
0: My friend did, though. She came to Birmingham and she was like... I think she was, like, an hour late. But it's like, I, you gotta give her... I, I, do, I will say this. I do give her some credit. Um, there's a lot of incredible... Black women artists that have come out of Philadelphia, and she gave us Tierra Whack. So she was that's true. Tierra Whack. She made up for that. Jasmine Sullivan, yeah. Jill Scott was also in that era. Mm. A lot that's of, true. Lot that's of, true. A lot of beautiful things came out of that that space. So I will. Tierra say that Whack
1: opened for Lizzo back in two thousand. She's open for Lauren Hill. Oh, that
0: makes sense. Have you seen some of her new videos? Not the new stuff. See? Listen, I just need somebody that can keep up. Can y'all... Listen, listen? okay, but I watched all of (laughs) Lucifer before (laughs) you
1: did. (laughs) That's, like, inside, like, friendship. Where, like, we haven't binged the same Netflix show, but I also haven't watched any new music videos in, like, it's a good. month.
0: It's all good. It's all good. Well, that's just who I am. That's okay. Well, yeah. for people who want to
1: <laughs> listen to the EP that you just released, mm-hmm. can you tell
0: them how, where they can find it?
1: You can find it anywhere uh, on the internet. Uh, it's it's called uh, The View From Here. Um, this, I release all of the tracks as singles. Uh, so Magic, Sleeps, Stay the Heart... And sharks, and then there's a bonus track on uh, The V from Here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I haven't even promoted or talked about because I just like want to see what people think about it. Exclusive, okay. you're hearing it here first. Yeah, be so on the lookout for that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're all very like high concept kind of uh, visuals, uh, but it's all things from, they're all songs about myself and the people around me, and I hope that people see themselves and through the songs see where they're at yes it
0: does I think that's <laughs> the purpose of music
1: yeah yeah yes. um, but yeah Spotify, Apple all the things you can find them. Yes. AzulSapada.com is probably the easiest way to find it. There we go. Yeah. One link to <laughs> You're just like, yeah, you're just like, Azul, drop a link. Okay? <laughs> Say something that will help people. And I'm just like, Google me. <laughs> <laughs> Google me. <laughs> Very cool. When, when you
0: get to that point, it's just like, there you go, middle class <laughs> musician. Like, listen, I'm out here, okay? Just, <laughs> I'm so easy to find. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on today. <laughs>
1: thank you, Angela. Thanks <laughs> for having me. This is so much fun. We're going to keep talking for like two hours.